0: So, when I was growing up, this song was a big underground hit.
1: The police
0: coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back, cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. That shit, cause I ain't the one. For a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to beat beat on And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of a cell. The police. And today, that sentiment has taken on added significance, as there have been increasing calls to defund the police in the wake of the George Floyd murder. Uh, The call for defunding police, to my knowledge, originated with Black Lives Matter. Listen to what Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice
2: Cullors has to say about it. Officers have been pretty central to the case of George Floyd. Do you expect convictions? I never know, and we never know, if law enforcement is going to be held accountable What we do know is that we live in a system that the carceral state has been used against Black people in particular. It's rarely used to be a source of justice for us. Will they get convicted is another question. I don't have any more faith in charges and convictions. I wanna rely on this demand of defunding. I think that is our next stage of the work. If you look across cities, across this country, and you look at their budgets, you will see that there's a disproportionate amount of money given over to law enforcement. Then things like healthcare, after-school programs, education, access to jobs. This is an issue about what we're prioritizing.
0: Further on in the interview, she details where police funding could be better allocated.
2: When we put all of our dollars towards law enforcement, making them be the first responders to mental health crisis, the first responders to issues of domestic violence, the first responders to issues of homelessness. We're creating a public health crisis because the more contact with police, the more harm. Instead, we can put those dollars towards social workers responding to mental health crisis, to doctors responding to drug and alcohol crisis, to caseworkers responding to homelessness we can do so much more with our dollars. We can end homelessness. We can end gentrification. We can give everybody a good quality of life if we discontinue our obsession with giving the police everything and believing that they are the the pathway towards public safety.
0: I reflected on what she said for quite a while and asked myself the question, is what she said true? Would defunding the police really end homelessness, end gentrification, and give everyone a good quality of life? I decided to do some research, and at the conclusion of my studying, overall, I had a different opinion. However, I did find some points of agreement with her. I'll share them after this. History is not black and white is complicated. America was built on slave labor, yet blacks owned slaves as well. The Republican party was founded to abolish slavery, but today most blacks vote Democrat. And sometimes, just sometimes, African kings marry white. No matter the race, people are complicated, filled with contradictions and change with the times. To view history through the lenses of today's culture cheats the learner of the full story. Black History Quiz is a newsletter that shares facts you might not have learned in school and certainly did not learn from mainstream media. Black History Quiz educates, sparks debate, and often puts history in a brand new light. Visit blackhistoryquiz.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. No matter your perspective of history, you will not be disappointed. BlackHistoryQuiz.com. In the interview I played earlier, one point Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors made was that police should not be the first responders in matters of homelessness. And after a bit of research, I found myself agreeing with that statement, mostly because the police want that too. (laughs) And because of successful experiments in places like uh, San Francisco, Cambridge, and Sarasota. The blog Police One talked about police interactions with the homeless, and here are some quotes from that blog. Okay, here's the first quote. In 1993, nearly 70% of police executives surveyed said that their community saw homelessness as a police problem. Since both the 2018 report and the 1993 survey results cite mental health and substance abuse as a primary cause and complication of homelessness, police executives are insisting on partnerships with non-law enforcement entities to move solutions away from arrests and enforcement action. San Francisco has recognized that a police response is not always the best resource. Instead, a multi-agency command center within the dispatch facility will triage a call to determine what agency or service should respond to a call regarding a homeless person. Cambridge, Massachusetts police hold a weekly multidisciplinary case management meeting regarding the homeless, just as they would for any at-risk population, to develop response strategies on cases. More than 30 jurisdictions have courts designated for homelessness cases, some of which convene as shelters and mandate services in sentencing. Hmm. And uh, here's another quote from the Police One blog. It says here, uh, yeah, yeah. The Sarasota Police Department's Homeless Outreach Team, also known as HOT, uh, the HOT program brings together police officers and social workers to enable homeless individuals to get access to services they desperately need. The award-winning HOT program has transformed the department's relationship with homelessness and the homeless, reducing the homeless population by 61%, in sarasota since 2015. the police don't want to be first responders in dealing with the homeless when they work with outside agencies a significant and positive outcome is made for all concerned that being said to my knowledge the work of those outside social service agencies did not come out of the police budget for those cities just Just saying. Another point uh, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrisse Cullors made was that defunding the police would end gentrification. This is another matter of which we agree. For those who don't know, gentrification is the restoration of upgrading of deteriorated urban property by middle class or affluent people, often resulting in displacement of lower income people. Will people invest in a community that they feel will not be protected? Probably not, <laughs> which would mean gentrification would probably stop. Um, as evident of that, consider the Republic of Chaz, which stood for Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone up in Seattle. Uh, and that was later renamed CHOP, which stands for something I, I don't remember. Right, here's a clip from Next News Network uh, discussing the Chaz slash CHOP Autonomous Zone.
1: Police Chief Carmen Best is not happy with the situation. She said it was not her decision to abandon the East Precinct Monday. And she wants her officers to reoccupy the building. Because response times to priority one calls like robberies and rapes has more than tripled. Then you have Mayor Jenny Durkan who compared this to a gay pride festival. And when asked by CNN when this will end, this is what she said. How long do you think Seattle in those few blocks looks like this? I don't know. We could have a summer of love. But we're also hearing from people who run businesses in the area, and there's anger. First, the pandemic shut them down, and now it's this occupied neighborhood keeping them boarded up. And we spoke with a man who has lived in the area for eight years, and he is not happy with the, that the police bolted or with the people who took over. This is not a protest. This is a kicking spot because everybody got tired of COVID-19 and wanted to come out. That's what this really is about. And we're talking to some business people around here and they're really afraid to go on camera and tell us what they think because they don't want people to smash their windows once they uh, get these boards off and and, uh, get back to business. So it's a tense situation out here with the businesses not wanting to upset uh, the protesters who were inside.
0: Since then, the city of Seattle has been hit with numerous lawsuits as a result of Seattle abandoning and closing off an entire city neighborhood. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin ended the zone after several shootings, related deaths, and a quite notable protest held outside of her home. Several businesses are fleeing Seattle as a result. All that to say, people are less likely to invest in a community that they feel unsafe in. Police represent safety and order. No police, no gentrification, for better or worse. It also means fewer jobs in the area. <laughs> Definitely that. And um, and one and one last point to consider. Uh, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors asserted that defunding the police will give everyone a good quality of life. On this, we will have to agree to disagree because there is simply too much evidence to refute it. Here are just a a couple of citations. A report from the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University School of Law called What Caused the Crime Decline had this to say about reducing crime inside of this report. Quote, first, increasing numbers of police officers can reduce crime. Increased police in the 1990s brought down crime by about 5%. Police employment increased dramatically in the 1990s, rising 28%. One major contributor was the 1994 crime bill, which provided funding for 100,000 new local officers. A body of empirical research has found that simply having more officers on the street, even if they're not arresting or stopping anyone, can be a crime deterrent. And here's another citation. Uh, Some research from a guy called uh, Steve Mello, who was a postdoctoral research fellow at the NYU Furman Center and Princeton PhD candidate. Uh, He did some research and it bore uh, the previous research out. (laughs) To quote uh, his findings from the Washington Free Beacon, says this, let me see, got my notes here, got my notes, yes, quote. Specifically, Menlo focuses on the increase in police funding that came when a newly elected President Barack Obama signed the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act into law, allocating some $2 billion to the Department of Justice for police hiring grants, mostly through the department's community-oriented policing services programs, also known as COPS. COPS grants were issued based on a fuzzy cutoff, meaning a city's chances of receiving a grant jumped substantially if its scoring by the Department of Justice passed a certain threshold. That fuzzy cutoff creates two natural groups for comparison, those that received COPS funding, and thereby more policemen, and those that did not. Mello demonstrates that while high and low scoring cities follow similar trends in police and crime prior to the application year, cities above the threshold saw a 3.6% increase in police. This increase in police translated into a 4.8% decline in violent crimes and a 3% decline in property crimes for cities over the threshold over average, an effect which mellow ties directly to the increase in police presence. Those declines are driven especially by police efforts on robbery, larceny, and auto theft, Melo notes. But police also exert a notable downward pressure on murder rates with the analysis finding a particularly robust negative response. For every 11 police officers hired, one murder is prevented. (laughs) To put it even more simply, More police equals less crime, and I think it's obvious that the inverse is also true. Less police equates to more crime, and because of that, I am making a few predictions. I predict that Minneapolis, who officially voted to defund their police department, will see an increase in crime. I predict Los Angeles will see an increase in crime as a result of their cutting 100 million to 150 million from their police budget. I predict that New York City will see an increase in crime because Mayor Bill de Blasio is shifting funds away from the NYPD towards youth and social services. I predict that Baltimore will see an increase in crime because city council officials last week voted to cut nearly 22 million in police funding. I predict that Hartford, Connecticut will see an increase in crime because their city council voted to cut one million from the police budget. I predict that Portland will see an increase in crime because they voted to cut the police budget by $15 million. And I predict that Philadelphia will see an increase in crime because their city council just approved a thirty three million dollar cut to police funding. Now, I could go on, but (laughs) I think you get the point. Let me end this uh, with one last question. How do you feel? I mean, truly, how do you feel right now about the Second Amendment? You have been listening to the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. Drop me an email. I can be reached at Stroud. that's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. So, until next time, bye-bye.